Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Today on the Anxiety Slayer podcast, we're sharing anxiety relief success stories from our private Facebook group and the Anxiety Slayer Academy, as well as our own personal stories. We have had many people coming forward and sharing with us what they have been able to do to feel better, to calm their precious minds, to take care of all of the things that can come with generalized anxiety and then some. And we thought, this is the right time to be sharing this because it's all too easy for us to get to that place of what's wrong or this is wrong or this is happening and what do I do to, ah, success stories. So welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. I'm glad we're talking about success stories to boost our mood. Definitely. It's the first place I go if I want to learn anything, how to overcome procrastination, supporting our mental well-being. I always go and I love to learn from people who've overcome adversity or found different ways of coping with challenges in life. It's such an inspiring and uplifting and, and it gives us hope. It brings hope to us because we, we see how other people are doing things and then we feel like having a go too. Yeah, and the knowing that there is the ability to succeed, that you have a role model that is willing to share that. Because often what will happen, and, and this happens with us a lot, is we can list off a hundred different things to help you feel better. But until you're ready to take action and explore the recommendations, they might just sit there. They might be something that your mind tells you won't work or all of the different things that anxiety will do that kind of keep pushing something away. And then there's that moment where the right voice comes through. And in this case, we've been asking the anxiety slayers who follow us the most closely, what's working? And so today we're going to just share some of those practices with you, and we'd love to hear from you what's working for you. And hopefully you'll come away from from this episode with at least one new idea that can support you in your life. I love hearing from our community the different things people are trying there's a lot of crossover, a lot of similarity, and then you get some real individual coping techniques, calming practices, which I always really love hearing. I think one of the major challenges with anxiety is that our mind becomes very tired and fatigued, and it's very hard for it to take action. And it also has this tendency to a negative bias, which we've spoken about before. But another thing the mind does is it tends to separate 
it isolates us and it individualizes our problems. And as much as we are individuals and we're all living our unique life story, we're on our unique life journey, there's a lot of coping strategies, calming techniques that can help us, but our minds sometimes exclude us from. And and we'll hear ourselves saying things like, well, that might work for you, but you don't understand my situation. And then the mind isolates us and it excludes us from trying something. So what I'd love to see from this episode is find something, give it a go, a good go, and then come back and share, share in our private Facebook group so we can all uplift and help each other. Mm. Well, here are some of the answers that came forward when I asked the question, what success stories you have to share with the group? How have you been caring for yourself? And the first one that came through that I thought we should share today is a, a combination of choices, which, which it often is, and that is grounding techniques, listening to podcasts, happy, happy to read that, and finally learning how to properly do deep breathing. And in this particular person's case, they never really liked deep breathing. It sent them into even more of a panic where they got to be worried about their breathing. But what they realized is if they practice breathing when they weren't feeling anxious, it helped them not get anxious. Mm. And so I just loved that they share that because yeah, oftentimes if we're in a space, and we've talked about this many, many times, when we're in a space of feeling an anxiety attack coming on or panic attack or in that place, some, sometimes going right to the breath can feel like an uncomfortable thing to do, which is why we choose other choices and then come back to the breath. And in this case, that's what they're saying is doing a breathing practice is something that helps them live their life with and without anxiety. Yeah. So true. This was actually my favorite response. Um, just because of this point of the key is to practice when not feeling anxious. And I think mm-hmm. that applies to all anxiety calming techniques, EFT tapping, breathing, mindfulness. It's really good to get familiar with any calming technique that you choose to explore, that you choose to, to try, get really familiar with it, practice it when you're not anxious really get to know it inside out so that when anxiety does strike, it's there for you and you can bring it into to play. It's very hard to start trying something for the first time when we already feel anxious. We're going to get very flustered, probably frustrated and just think it's not working because the anxiety is already kicked in and it's already causing all these symptoms and spiraling thoughts. So definitely key to practice when we're not feeling anxious. Pick something, give it a go learn it, get to know it, and then you can use it. It reminds me of any training, scuba diving, firefighting, anything, how much training there is before you're put in the field to experience the event. And it's exactly the same with anxiety. We need to train up, get familiar, and then it will work wonders. And speaking of training up, that's another thing that came through quite a bit is, is exercise. However, that looks to you. It doesn't have to be going to a gym. It doesn't have to be following a rigorous practice unless that's what suits you, but moving. And this member said that also that they stopped fighting their anxiety and deliberately started playing the Jedi mind trick of thinking <laughs> thoughts 
that would counteract his extreme thoughts. Brilliant. And that it takes practice, but you slowly become better at processing negative thoughts and realizing that things are not as horrible as your brain makes them out to be. And I just love that. So we have the, the combination of moving our bodies, which we already know is so incredibly helpful because that moves the energy, helps distract you, is so good for your body, gets you breathing deeply, even when you're not focused on breathing deeply. But to play that, uh, the Jedi mind trick, that just cracked me right up because I do that. Absolutely counteract the extreme stuff that comes up by doing so. Yeah, it's, and it's great to hear it expressed like that uh-huh. and to see it in practice. And I'm, I'm wondering if for our listeners, it's, you know, it's especially helpful hearing from other members of the Anxiety Slayer community what they're doing. I really love how that's expressed. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. And then lots and lots of comments about quiet time outside, nature walks, being out and, and capturing nature uh, with a camera, being outside and journaling, being alone. Um, and of course, uh, the meditation exercises, the guided meditations that we offer on Anxiety Slayer that we've been doing for years. And so it's, it's nice to have that come forward too, because I think you and I produce so much content. Uh, meditations, relaxations, our podcast, our classes, all of the things. And I sometimes forget that uh, they're out there and that they are being listened to, that these meditations really can transport you to a place where you're feeling better. Yeah. And nearly all of our guided meditations are now on Patreon. Um, Just a few I'm uploading over the next few weeks, but most of them are up there now. Grounding exercises, breathing techniques, guided relaxations for sleep, um, guided anxiety calming practices, practices for calming unwanted thoughts. They're all there. We have like over a hundred offerings there now. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. You can do so at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. The other post that came through that I thought was so lovely was from a woman who lives in the Pacific Northwest and she's been worried about the weather changes there and all of the fires and decided that the best choice she could make was to learn all about how to prepare for disasters and to volunteer to be trained to help out in her neighborhood if difficulties come up, if they arise. And I thought that is so cool. And she particularly wanted to focus on on taking care of elders and and decided that if, uh, if she can keep her mind busy this way, she can become what Mr. Rogers would have called a helper. And for those who don't know what, who Mr. Rogers was, go ahead and Google Mr. Rogers. If you're outside of the U.S., you might not have any idea who he is. But yeah, being a helper is incredibly supportive if you suffer with anxiety. It is such a beautiful way to give your energy to others. And that space of being trained, as you were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. and having the tools that you need in order to do what you need to do in order to help if difficulties arise, that applies to your mind as well. Yeah. Well, that's an excellent comment to hear about. I love that. It's really smart and brave, which is, uh, exactly what we need with anxiety and 
learning about anxiety for me was a real turning point, which is something we'll be talking more about after the break. But yeah, getting trained up and um, learning to face the things we fear. That's fantastic. I love hearing about that. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? There have been a few times in my life where I've needed some extra support and wish I had an option for online support. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. To be clear, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online, and their services available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to leave your home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. You can start living a happier life today. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Before the break, we were talking about some of the success stories that we've heard about from members of the Anxiety Slayer community, from grounding techniques to exercise to volunteering and, and quiet times outside. And we do have a few more to share as well as some of our own. Here's one that we thought would be very supportive and useful is monitoring your thoughts and doing the very best you can to stay in the present moment. So as you're monitoring your thoughts, are you in a, in a space of worrying about the past or about the future, or are you here now and keep bringing yourself back to this moment right now? I'm sitting in front of my computer, recording a podcast with one of my favorite people on the planet speaking to so many awesome anxiety slayers. This is perfect. This is exactly where I am right now in this present moment. I'm not worried about what's next or what happened before or any of that. I'm in it. I love that. I love being present. And I realize that it, it's not, it's like, oh, well, be present, being in the present moment. I, <laughs> I realize it's not like, oh, snap your fingers and there you are. But but then at the same time, it is snap your fingers and there you are. Because even if you have to snap your fingers 50,000 times, you keep bringing yourself back to the present moment. Absolutely. And, and it has so, so many benefits that just that simple phrase, which is a practice and it's a lifelong practice. And it isn't necessarily as easy as it sounds. In meditation, I was taught that the mind is going to wander. It's not, you know, what do we do if the mind wanders? It's going to wander. So. In my practice, I was taught to keep bringing the mind back, keep bringing the mind back. And there are days when that can be exhausting because it's just going all the time. And sometimes it goes and we don't even see it go until we start to feel some discomfort that it's churning up some thoughts we're not you know, feeling at ease with and then bring it back, bring it back. But it's such a wonderful thing to do in all levels of our life because in our relationships, presence is the greatest gift we can give each other. Mm, it so is. Yeah, we might be hugging a loved one, but are we there? Are we connecting with them or is our mind away somewhere? I don't know where it came from with my daughter, but when she was very little and I'd give her a, a big hug and she'd say, 100%? And I'd say, yes, oh, 100%. That's so lovely. 
And I don't know where it came from with the birds. Like, you know, you're 100% hug, 100% here. Yes, always. Yeah. 100%. And we need to be 100% present with our loved ones for them and for us because connection is a great healer of anxiety. So even though there's going to be days when we're tired and we're fried and we're like, oh God, my mind, you know, just keep calling it back. Yeah, keep showing up. Yeah, and it, and it will get easier. But we're always going to have those days where it feels like it's just a real runaway head and we just need to be very kind and soften and keep going. One of the things that I've noticed that helps as well is when you are with someone in conversation and you drift and you come back, like you kind of catch yourself, it's okay to admit it. It's okay to, to say, you know, could you please repeat that? Or would you mind repeating that? For whatever reason, my mind went somewhere else and I, and I want to be here with you. I want to be present with you. And I didn't hear you. Instead of just kind of fluffing it off and, and then coming back into the conversation. And because we know, we know, we know when somebody else is somewhere else. And, and that's okay because it's, it's human nature, but to just allow yourself to say, oh, so sorry about that. My mind took me over here. Yeah. And you never know what kind of dialogue that opens as well, because if there's really something on your mind that's distracting you, it might also be the perfect opportunity to have a conversation about that. Yeah, that's a great point. I really like that. Something I really appreciate about our connection is that some of our listeners might not be aware is that we've been doing this for 12 years and we've never met each other. So our relationship is entirely based on hearing each other. Outside of recording the show together, we've become great friends and we spend time each week sharing and and hearing. And I really enjoy that, that we've got these big headphones on and and we're really like connected and really hearing, really hearing each other. And it's the best foundation for, for connection and for relationship. Yeah, it really is. And another listener and member said that listening to the podcast is number one, followed by exercise and meditation, but that also she's keen to try tapping as well. And I love seeing that because you don't know if it works unless you try it. Mm-hmm. And if you've heard us talk about it, if you've listened to enough episodes, we're certainly not sharing it with you because it doesn't work. <laughs> so to have somebody ready to try a new modality, ready to, to be in that space is fantastic. Allow yourself to be in that experimentation space. Like, will this work? I wonder if this will work. I wonder what this is like. Oh, that feels silly. Oh, I look silly. Just know that everybody feels that way. But when you start to, (laughs) when you start to move through it and you start to really see how much support EFT can give you, how much clearing, how how much better you feel with a regular practice, it's pretty stunning, frankly. Yeah, it's still one of my top go-tos after 20 years. And, you know, we drop a lot of techniques throughout our lives when they don't serve us well or we just don't get on with them so great and we move on to other things. But I feel that if tapping's still there after 20 years, it's worth learning. You can learn with us. 
We have guided tapping sessions on our Patreon. We have a free Anxiety Slayer starter course. You can just Google those words to find it or take a look at our website and you'll find a link. And that course has guided meditations and a guided tapping session. And that's anxietyslayer.com. I would love to have you share a success story, a personal success story that you have that has boosted your mood and your overall well-being. The first thing for me was learning about the nature of the mind and not identifying with the mind as being me. My mind all my life has had a very technicolor ability to throw up horrors, all kinds of things. Um, When I was very young, it did it all the time. I would imagine my parents being in car crashes. I would see a film and bring the details into my life. It would get mixed into my dreams, mixed into my fears. And I'm very grateful to say that's something I don't experience anymore, although my mind is still something that requires a lot of work and a lot of support. I don't have that anymore. And I think the real thing that helped me was studying Ayurveda, Ayurvedic psychology, and the Bhagavad Gita, reading the Bhagavad Gita and understanding that we're not our mind, we're not our bodies, that we're the soul. And when we live from our core, when we live from the truth that we're the soul, we feel a lot less vulnerable and a lot more centered and and have a higher focus. So for me, that was a real life changer. Um, Then it was looking at nutrition, improving nutrition, um, learning self-care, learning tapping, different things that came in over the years that have really helped me feel more grounded, more present, and just not you know, run down by anxiety that it would get hold of my mind and make me feel incredibly fearful and low and shaky. I was very shaky when I was young, um, very, very tense. And all these things have helped me find more acceptance of myself and just feel more creative in looking after my mind and confident in finding different ways to calm my mind and help it function better and help me be more engaged and present and peaceful in my life. And you are such an excellent example of a success story. Just And you continue, you continue to, to do the work, you continue to practice. You're a wonderful anxiety coach. You uh, have been so incredibly helpful to me and to so many. So I want to thank you for that and, and for all of the investment, all of the time and all of the expertise that you bring forward. Thank you. I feel like when we learn something that helps, we have a duty to, to share it with others. Mm-hmm. We always want to help others. And I'm very much a work in progress, but definitely have benefited from these techniques along the way. And I just really feel if tapping's helping, tell people, share it with people. If Ayurveda's helping, share it. If self-compassion's helping, share it. Let's, let's go on a journey together where we can all learn to be kinder to ourselves, kinder to each other, and, and proactive in looking after ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you've pretty much like covered every, every chapter of success story and just in your answer alone. So I'm like, <laughs> what, what can I add to that in my own life? I think the, uh, what I can add is that anxiety for me came uh, much later in life, uh, when we started to do this work, what I was bringing to 
the mix was my yoga practice and yoga teaching, uh, the guided meditations and voice work and the life coaching. That was what I wanted to contribute. And what I didn't realize is that I had some stress and anxiety that I couldn't even label. So to be able to uh, be in a space of understanding and realizing, oh, that's what anxiety looks like, which might sound funny if you're listening, because because here we are 12 years later. But in the beginning, if you listen to some of the, the beginning conversations that we had, I was more in a position of interviewing Ananga and pulling out her expertise and sharing her life stories and experiences and professional experiences. And then that morphed. And then, of course, the work you choose. <laughs> uh, I, I started to realize and, and experience some anxiety and in different areas of life, you know, being a mom and being a partner and uh, leaving my career. And then my trigger is often health anxiety. And so I have been able to have great success by being really sweet with myself, learning how to be incredibly kind, to treat myself the way I would my daughter, to treat myself the way I would my best friend, that, that self-care and compassionate part of me was kicked to the curb for a really long time. And as soon as I started taking better care of myself, I started to feel better on so many levels. And I'm really grateful for that. My yoga practice absolutely started my healing just to be back in my body because I would often like to, to leave my body. And to, when I started to become more embodied in my breath and in, in movement and relaxation, all of that stuff was such a gift because I'd been in a space of truly not taking the time to smell the flowers. And if you know me now, I have so much spaciousness created in my life now that I tend to not miss a single flower. And I will be the one who exuberantly, you know, look at this plant that just, <laughs> that just bloomed. You know, you have to smell this or you have to touch this or the texture, taste, smell, really being immersed in my senses in a way that uh, I am incredibly grateful for. I also have had so much success being in nature, being near Lake Michigan. I can walk, it's only a couple of blocks away. And then my favorite beach is 15 minutes drive. And then there's so much water around and so many streams and woods and, and all of that. It's truly been a lifesaver. It's helped me slow down. It's helped me be who I be instead of, you know, very much a person who is in a being space instead of a doing space. And I can still be that person who has lots of to-do list tasks and living in the world, but not as much as I used to. And I'm, I mean, I'm good with that. I don't even, I don't want that. I don't want to have a checklist for my life. I want to be able to experience it in a different way. So the more I slow down, the more I allow myself to bring in all of this great and crushing beauty, 
certainly meditation is is a big part of that. I love guided meditation. I love listening to mantras. I love listening to them more than than speaking them. Uh, I can get completely lost in in that. Although I am learning to do a little bit more of what you do, Ananga. Also being in a space of listening to my higher self through journaling, uh, inviting the messages that need to come through to come through, and lightening up on myself and everybody else. All of those things are success stories for me. Mm. I really enjoyed hearing that. As, as much as we spend time together and we've been working together for so long, it's really nice to just hear that beautiful synopsis of how you take care of yourself. Mm. And I, I think, yeah, we didn't mention journaling. Journaling is also very helpful for me, writing out our thoughts. Yeah, it's so helpful too. Oh, that's what, when I, when I say connecting with my higher self, that's how I do it. You know, what does my, yep. what does my soul want me to know right now? Yeah. And what, I mean, that question to get still and ask that question. Mm. And lightening up, what a great thing to mention, lightening up. And I was just remembering how you and I can laugh at the horror stories sometimes our minds conjure up. Yeah. And if we keep them to ourselves, then they hold some potency, they hold some power over us. But when we share them, when we dare to speak them um, to someone we love and trust, I'm blessed to have women in my life that I can do that with. And sometimes we just have such a laugh. Oh, yeah. You know, guess what my mind's throwing up today and, and there'll be some sharing back and forth. And that's really helpful just to air those anxious thoughts. And sometimes they're so ludicrous. But again, when we keep them quiet, when we keep them to ourselves, they become like a, a dark secret, an unspoken secret. So it's always good to air them out and lighten them up. Oh, yeah. You have your own inner comedian. <laughs> So you can turn your inner critic into your inner comedian and have a good laugh at the stuff that your mind brings up. Yeah. Because it doesn't always, everything doesn't always have to be so serious and so heavy and so scary, especially when we can air it out. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad we had this conversation today. And thank you to everyone who contributed all of your success stories. We only covered the tip of the iceberg with them, but we did want to bring this forward because it's incredibly important that you celebrate your successes, no matter what they look like. Every single choice is something to celebrate as you're working toward being in a space of boosting your mood, feeling better, and calming your precious mind. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. If you love our podcast, we invite you to become a patron for loads of Anxiety Slayer extras. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Anxiety Slayer.